from Walt Disney Pictures. He's a hotshot attorney who's never lost. Yes. Forced to coach a hockey team that's never won. Keep swinging. Maybe I'll give him a cold. He'll try to teach them how to win. You think losing is funny? Well, men at first, but once you get the hang of it. And they'll teach him. Get off the roof, you little monkey. That winning isn't everything. Let's have fun out there. Walt Disney Pictures presents Emilio Estevez. Are we ducks or what? The Mighty Ducks. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Welcome back to Thank Fucking God It's Friday. I'm Drew. And I'm Katie. And today, ducks fly together because we're going to talk about a movie that featured a lot of hockey and a lot of kids who didn't actually know how to skate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Mighty Ducks. (laughs) Yep. This is our first 90s movie that we're talking about. Yeah. I'm excited (laughs) because I watched a lot more movies in the 90s than I did TV shows. Yeah, I mean, I watched a lot of movies like this, I think, but in general, I definitely watched more TV. What movie would you say you watched the most of as a kid? Maybe Matilda. I watched a shit ton of Matilda. I love Matilda. (laughs) Mrs. Trunchbull scares me to this day. (laughs) Yeah. Because somehow she, I mean, I know it's a private school. But, like, she has avoided being fired for doing a lot of violent things to children. Very violent. She threw a girl by her pigtails. Yeah. That movie kind of scared me, though, when I was little. Like, Danny DeVito's character, like, scared me. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's like, he's supposed to be taller. And, like, he's not. So that freaked me out. Yeah. I just really wanted powers like Matilda. Yeah. And I considered myself a big reader at the time, so I kind of identified with her in that way. Yeah. I love that movie. It's very good. I probably watched it like 35 times. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've watched it that many times. Like, I know for me, it was Five Goes West. Like, mm. I still own it on DVD. And oh, wow. I watch it. I watch it a few times a year still. Really? Yeah. That one was definitely better than the first one. Five and American Tale. Yeah. Which, like, just in general, the plot for the movie, if you read, like, the plot synopsis of it, it's like... Uh, Russian Orthodox Jewish mice moved to America and are struggling with like the cats. Like the cats are like trying to get rid of the Jewish mice. It's really weird. <laughs> Isn't their last name Mouskowitz? Mouskowitz, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> then in the second one, you know, they ah, uh, so good. And they got Wiley Burp, the dog sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember the cat's name. I what? can't either. And the cat's in both of them, right? Yeah, and it's played by like a famous. Actor, the voice was, uh, I don't know. Oh, well, it's easy to look up, but I won't do it. We'll do it another day, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did, I watched a lot of that. I watched a lot of sports movies, okay, back then. I mean, that makes sense considering the fact that a couple months ago you were like just trying to list all of the sports movies to put on a bracket, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like those were huge for kids' movies in the 90s. I'm sure there's some now, but I'm not like a kid, so yeah. I don't. I don't know all of them, but it doesn't feel like there's as many like there were. Like, you had Little Big League, and you had The Sandlot. Angels in the Outfield. Angels in the Outfield was so bad and good. I loved The Big Green. Yeah. The Big Green, it holds up. No, it it? doesn't. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't at all. It's so bad. But but I've watched that within the last year. Yeah. Uh, Ladybugs. Did you watch that one ever? No. That was another soccer one with Rodney Dangerfield. 
I think another podcast just talked about that one pretty recently. Ladybugs. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> but I love Rodney Dangerfield, so, you know, it's good. But there's just, there's so many. And then it seems like in the 2000s and now, much like with, with TV, a lot of stuff is like remakes. Like they remade the Bad News Bears and they just remake all of the all the stuff. And I thought I had another one in my head and it went away. So I'm going <laughs> to stick with just that one. Well, you could say that the Mighty Ducks is a remake of the Bad News Bears. Uh, I don't know if it's a remake. It's pretty similar. You know, <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> It's you all. have the person who was really good, mm-hmm. like in Bad News Bears, he was like a minor league pitcher, and then he became an alcoholic and was recruited to coach a ragtag group of kids, and then they do well. <laughs> yeah, except like, I don't remember in the original one with Walter Matha, like how many games they start winning. But like as we'll talk about later, this team doesn't win a lot of games no. <laughs> at all. It's it's actually a sticking point for me when we get to like the second movie, <laughs> which I'll I'll kind of mention some of that today. But like, there's some stuff that I'm like okay, <laughs> you didn't know. Um, but then there were also a lot more other. I just feel like there were a lot more sports movies back in the '90s than there are now, and I might just be thinking because all my favorite ones are from then. Yeah. I mean, I really liked Itanya, but that's not a kids movie. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to think of what like kids sports movies are out now, and I can't. I can't think of anything either, but that's not surprising for somebody who doesn't really watch a lot of movies. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, something like Air Bud would never come out now, I feel like. <laughs> if they did, it would be... But that wasn't in the theater, was it? I'm pretty sure the first Air Bud was in theater. Oh, really? I just thought all of them were straight to video. I'm pretty sure the first one was in Or theaters. like a TV movie. The rest of them were definitely straight to video. <laughs> but yeah, The Mighty Ducks was one of my favorites, and it came out in 1992. Yeah, it was released in October of 1992, and I'll read what the Rotten Tomatoes description is here. It says, after a Minneapolis lawyer, Emilio Estevez, is sentenced to community service for a drunk driving conviction, he begins coaching a peewee league hockey team made up of misfits and delinquents. Haunted by past shortcomings while on the ice, he tries to coach teamwork on the way to the cup. Oh, and coaching should be in just very large quotation marks. (laughs) You don't think that he coached them? No. Um... I wanted to read a review about it, if you don't mind. Sure, go. Or at least part of one. This is from Roger Ebert in <laughs> 1992. And the first line is just my favorite thing, though. <laughs> the Mighty Ducks is the kind of movie that might have been written by a computer program. <laughs> it tells us a story that's been told time and time and time again about the misfit coach who has handed a team of kids who are losers and turns them into winners while redeeming himself. Even the usual supporting characters are here. The opposing coach who persecuted the hero when he was a kid. The kid who has a divorced mother and the hero falls in love with. The tough rebel kid who only needs to channel his anger. I'm going to skip down a few a few things. There's not a single surprise in the film. Not even one small one to show it's a good sport. We march in lockstep with the obligatory flashbacks to Estevez's own childhood when an evil coach made him feel worthless after he missed an important shot. <laughs> of course, this is the same villain that's now coaching opposite the Ducks. There are more obligatory stops on the way to the end. We see how bad the Estevez team is in its early games. We endure the name change. 
and so named after the Mr. Ducksworth because he'll pop for the new uniforms. And we hear the team's new war cry. Quack. It must be said that this movie is sweet and innocent, and a certain level it might appeal to younger kids. I doubt if its amb- ambitions will reach much beyond that. Yep. Little did he know. <laughs> yep. I had that last uh, two sentences in my notes, too. Nice. I didn't have the rest of the yeah. review. <laughs> I mean, it goes into, like, a bunch of stuff about Emilio Estevez and, and just, like, his shittiness. But <laughs> uh, he gave it two stars. Yeah. I think it's important to note that this movie also introduced the world to Joshua Jackson, who played Charlie Conway. This was like his second role ever. What was his first one? I think it was just like a really small part in something like a year before. Okay. Yeah. So of course we talked about Joshua Jackson in our Dawson's Creek episode a few weeks ago. His name came up the other day because I was talking to someone about Ocean's Eleven. He was in that? Yeah. He's in like the scene where... I haven't seen it. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> gonna stop you right there <laughs> but it's so good i love ocean you're like the fifth person i've talked to recently like i've never seen it i've I never seen any of them seen the ocean at least one of the oceans movies they're no. so good <laughs> have you seen the new one oceans eight not yet i want to yeah it's on my to watch list got it <laughs> oh but they're so good um so yeah as katie's saying we have Joshua Jackson as Charlie Conway. We have Emilio Estevez as Gordon Bombay. There are two, let's say, main characters. Yeah. And then the cast is filled out by a bunch of other other human beings. And there's some of which we've also talked about already. People like Danny Tamborelli being in there. Uh, he is Tommy Duncan, one of the figure skating siblings. <laughs> yeah, but if you watch him figure skating, he is terrible at figure skating. Oh, He's basically yeah. just like... <clears throat> Skating on one leg, and that's the extent of it. <laughs> right. It's every time we say skating, just imagine I'm doing air quotes. <laughs> uh, we have Sean Weiss as Greg Goldberg, who is also in Freaks and Geeks. Yep. Uh, and he, I think he was in the episode, one of the episodes we talked about. Yeah, because yeah. he was in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. So you have him. Uh, then we've got Margaret Moreau as Connie Moreau, and she's in Wet Hot American Summer. We haven't talked about it, but. That wasn't in the 90s. Wasn't that 2000? Uh, I think so. I think it was either 2000 or 2001. But I'm 2001, just yeah. yeah. But she was in it, and I forgot that she was in this and that she was Connie. Oh, really? Yeah. I forgot that her name was Connie because I always think that the other girl in D2 is named Connie. Julie the cat? Yeah, Julie. <laughs> Man, that, that's another sticking point for me for D2. Uh, <laughs> D2 has so many problems for me, which... It's a kid's movie that's, like, made by Disney, but, you know, just, you know. <laughs> Another person that we already talked about was Aaron Schwartz, who was on Pete and Pete in one of the episodes that we talked about. Who's he in Pete and Pete? He's the one who grows the beard when they're trying to stay up for <laughs> the, like, however no many days. I can't remember now. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. So we talked about him, I think, kind of in depth because... He kind of long-bottomed and got attractive. Oh, yeah. Now I remember what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodness. Uh, there were some siblings on the team. Eldon Henson, who was Fulton Reed, and his brother, uh, Garrett Ratliff Henson, who changed his last name for this because they didn't want to be, like, seen as brothers for something. Yeah, it was Eldon Henson who changed his name. So he's the one who plays Fulton. He went as Eldon Ratliff. 
And he at first like wasn't really right for the role. And then they dyed his hair darker yeah. to make him look badder. <laughs> yeah. And they gave him a fake scar. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like here, dress like a punk. Um, which actually the guy who uh, played Averman, Matt Doherty, he uh, originally tried out for the role of Fulton because he was like a bigger kid. Yeah, I, I found that too. And I cannot picture that at all. Right? He's, He's so perfect as Averman. He's always like doing the taunting like, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, batter. Yeah, They're he, like, there's no batters. Right? He And he's like talking through all of the stuff just like... As they, he's like commentating he's, on yeah. the game. He's he's kind of like the great Hambino from the Sandlot, you know. <laughs> Which there is a Sandlot connection uh, because Brandon Adams, who plays Jesse Hall, he uh, was De Nunez in the Sandlot. Yep. So a lot of crossover between these '90s movies. And the re- like I said, the rest of the cast just filled out by a bunch of other people. The last one I'll mention here is Vincent Larusso, who is Adam Banks, the the cake eater, the. <laughs> The evil kid who's like better than everyone, but like he doesn't even seem like. I think he's just like the evil kid because of the team that he was on. He's actually just like somebody who wants to play hockey, and his dad is kind of pressuring him. Yeah, his dad's kind of a dick. Yeah, but he wasn't originally supposed to play Banks. They had hired somebody else, and he got fired because he was just like a terrible kid. Yeah, the the director's like this kid thought he was like the shit or yeah. something, <laughs> and so one day they're just like. So you don't got to come anymore. <laughs> you fired. And yeah, it's it's weird. Like, why would you why would you be a dick on set of like a kid's movie like that? If you're a kid who has not <laughs> it, 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 at all, really, first of all, at all. But if you have no prior like acting experience or stuff. Yeah, you have no grounds for it. <laughs> he must have been treated like really well at school or really bad at school, and he was reacting. Let's start with this. What do you remember most about this movie? I mean, this is not the Mighty Ducks movie that I watched over and over because I loved D2. Okay. So I had seen this, but I had definitely not seen it to the degree that I watched D2, and there was a lot that I didn't really remember when I was watching it the other day. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't have any specific memories about it. Okay. Because you said that your your main memory of My Ducks is Adam Banks turning his wrist. Which right, is in D2. D2. Which I thought was in <laughs> D1, but apparently I misremembered too, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, part of the reason why I really liked D2 was they wore the same brand of roller skates that we had, CCMs. <laughs> God. <laughs> How about you, though? Uh, for me, it's the Triple Deke. I remember the Triple Deke and the Flying V. What is the Triple Deke? The Triple Deke is the move that Gordon Bombay used and is the move that he teaches Charlie. Oh, okay. But, like, you never see him teach Charlie the move. <laughs> He's like, remember that move I taught you? You're like, fucking when? <laughs> when did you do this? And, and then, When they were, you know, hitting eggs on the ice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, like... The movie insinuates that he had, like, done all this training with Charlie, and it's they've had, like, two practices, (laughs) (laughs) and one of them was on ice when nothing worked. God, it is a mess. Uh, But I feel like people remember the Flying V. Yeah. uh, Which is also a bullshit move for (laughs) hockey. And... They make it look like it's unstoppable, like it's so intimidating, and it's literally just... 
Yeah. Than skating in a V. In a v, in a v and it's. Yeah, that's yeah. why Iceland fucks it up so bad. <laughs> Iceland just destroys it. Oh, that's one of the better parts of D2. When Iceland ruins that stupid move. So, yeah, I, I remember that. I, I played a lot of street hockey. Like growing up, and I did too, a little bit. Yeah, just me and my neighbor. Same. Like we had the people in the area, we would usually get enough for like four on four in the street around. Oh no, my house. it was just him against me as the goalie. Oh, <laughs> so you were the Goldberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we'd play that pretty much like literally every day in the summer. And I remember one day, it was me and my neighbor Lorenzo, and another neighbor Danny, and his friend James, and. We played two on two, literally like six hours straight. Just, <laughs> we just kept playing. And we kept playing because my team was winning, it was me and Lorenzo, and we were winning so bad that the other guys wanted to keep playing because they're like, we're going to catch up. We're going to do this. And it was like, we were up by like 50 fucking goals. <laughs> it was not, because we were playing on these little nets that were like three feet wide, maybe, because you play no goalies if there's two people. It was just a bad time for them. <laughs> yeah, I lived on a really long driveway, so we would play on that. Um, one of the things I remember about this movie, though, that I remembered incorrectly, is that I always felt like Gordon Bombay, as a, like I remembered him as being a good guy. He's a fucking dick. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of a piece of shit. It's all because of that evil coach. He just ruined him. I, I guess. It ruined him for the rest of his life. And, of course, they make him, like, a lawyer because, like, lawyers, they're sleazy <laughs> and shit. Yeah. Uh, well, with the movie, before we kind of go into some scenes with it, I want to go over some casting what-ifs here. And there's a list of people that were offered or up for the role of Gordon Bombay. One person was actually offered it before Emilio. But some of the people that were up for the role included Tom Cruise. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Just no. Tom Hanks. I could see that. I can't see him. Well, I guess he was kind of like the same sort of character in A League of Their Own. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. why I think he could do it. Yeah. Uh, At I, first I was like, no, but now I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks, I think that would be a, a different movie with Tom Hanks as Gordon Bombay. Yeah. Because, oh, God. I think it would be great. I don't know. Bill Murray. I saw that one, and they decided he was too old. Yeah. He wasn't, like, that old then, like... 40, maybe? Yeah. I mean, is that... Emilio Estevez was 30. Yeah. When the movie came out. And he seems like he's about 30 in the movie. Yeah. But whatever. You could have had Bill Murray in there. It would have been fine. I think he would have been fine at it. I think it would have been good, but he probably would have made the role more ridiculous, maybe. Yeah. So we had those guys. Michael J. Fox. I can see that because he looks really similar to Emilio Estevez, I think. I just can't picture him being like the alcoholic yeah, asshole. Yeah, true. Like Michael J. Fox just seems like <laughs> just a pure person to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Fair enough. Uh, and the role was actually offered to Charlie Sheen. Emilio's brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he turned it down, and then Emilio took it. I can't see this movie with Charlie Sheen. I can. Can you? Do you think it's a better movie with Charlie Sheen? I don't know if it's a better movie, but I can definitely picture him 
in that role. Maybe because I've seen like a few episodes of Two and a Half Men and he's kind of just a jerk in that. Yeah, I just can't see him being like the good guy. That's more true. I'm true. <laughs> I don't know. He plays a good guy on an episode of Friends. All right. <laughs> I think it'd be a better movie if Tom Hanks was Gordon Bombay. I want to see it. It would have movie. more cred. Yeah, I want to see that movie. I want to see them remake it with Tom Hanks now as Gordon Bombay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, that would have been something. D4. D4, the quack is back, which we'll talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the actual one of the writers of the movie. Uh, what was his name again? Stephen Brill. Yes. Yeah, he wanted to be Gordon Bombay. Yep. And they're like, mm, nope. So they just made him a lawyer in the beginning. Yeah, he's in all three of the movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. He is like a party guest uh, in D2. And I forget what he is in D3, but he's he's definitely in all of them. Arcade attendant. <laughs> Arcade attendant. Oh, in the Mall of America when they're skating through. I don't remember D3, like hardly at all, other than like the... It's bad. <laughs> prank war that they do and there's like ants or something there's only like three scenes of hockey in the entire <laughs> thing of d3 yeah i saw that one in the theaters oh i didn't <laughs> charlie conway two other bigger actors who auditioned for the part uh you got jake gyllenhaal who didn't do it because his parents wanted him to finish school oh he was in junior high at the time <laughs> I mean, he turned out fine. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> He's doing good for himself. <laughs> I, I can see Jake Gyllenhaal as Charlie Conway. I think it'd be good. Yeah. I mean, I like Josh Jackson. He's fine. <laughs> uh, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Leo as Charlie Conway. He auditioned for the part. Because, I don't know. Joshua Jackson has this, like, innocence and humbleness to him that I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio has. Like, even when he was on The Growing Pains, you could just tell that he was higher. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what about, like, Gilbert Grape or things like that? Was he in Gilbert Grape? I mean, he was really good in that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> or, I don't know. Like, I just even, like, Romeo and Juliet. Like, he, I don't know. I feel he'd be fine. I just feel like he would maybe not be seen as on the same level as those other kids. So it wouldn't mesh as well. I guess, like, as as Charlie Conway, Joshua Jackson seems like he's a level below those other kids. <laughs> like, they call him Spazway. <laughs> he's not, he's not good, but apparently he is good, like, which is the whole, mm. just getting into it again. <laughs> they almost recast him for D2. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> like, that's weird. Yeah. Like, why? Why? He was good in the first one. Why would you be like, hmm, fuck this kid? He even has that crying scene. In D2? No, in D1. Or in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> what crying scene? What scene? Gordon tells him that he's going to not be the coach anymore and that the um, siblings' dad is going to coach. Oh, Jesse yeah. and Terry's dad. Yeah. And then, yeah, Charlie gets upset and cries. Oh, Charlie. And the last one I got here is Connie Moreau. Uh, Juliette Lewis tried out for it. Huh. And... They went with Marguerite Moreau instead. What if they changed the last name for her just to put her last name on it? So the same last name. What? Margaret Moreau, Connie Moreau. They have the same last name. Oh. <laughs> so the character. So I don't know if like it was just a She's coincidence. She's just listed as Connie on IMDb. 
Wikipedia has it as Connie Morrow. So IMDb has it as Connie Morrow on Wikipedia or IMDb trivia. <laughs> if I go to D2, now it has it. Okay. But the first Mighty Ducks just says Connie. You wanted to talk a little bit about the darkness behind the original script. Yeah. So it was originally supposed to be a little bit darker or more adult, I guess. And Disney wouldn't let them do it, which makes sense. <laughs> there are some swear words in this. Like, yeah. they get called a weird-ass team. And yeah, I think get, there's, like, the word bitch somewhere. Yeah, I think, doesn't he say, like, we got to get our shit together or we got to get our asses in gear or something like that? Yeah. There's, like, something <laughs> like that is said. And there's several adult jokes in it. Like, there's the blue balls joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one shocked me. I was like, wait, I don't remember this. That was in, like, the school scene, right? Yeah. So, again, <laughs> if you tell these two blue balls and that, and it's, like, a cut to that, which yeah. is which is great. Yeah, but I think the relationship between Gordon and Charlie's mom was supposed to be a little bit more, like, they were going to go more in depth with that. That relationship is ridiculous. Yeah. So with Charlie's mom, the entire time I was like writing notes watching this, I just kept writing Charlie's mom, Charlie's mom, Charlie's mom. I didn't figure out what her name was until like partway through. What like is towards it? the end. I don't know. Casey. When do they say that? <laughs> I assume she was Mrs. Conway. Yeah, no, they do say it like one time, but it was like way in there. So most of my notes are just like, <laughs> Charlie's mom. Oh. And I would say that's also true for a lot of the kids. I just wrote some kid, (laughs) a kid, another kid. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you were to tell me which one is Guy, I'd be like, "Mm, I don't (laughs) know. He's the one who holds Marguerite Moreau, Connie, um, her hand when they go to the NHL game. Oh, and makes out with her at the end when they win? (laughs) Because I had to reverse back, or reverse back, (laughs) rewind back through that part. And I was like, hold on, is kind of like making out with someone out on there? And like, they 100% are when they they win. Yeah. I thought she was holding hands with Danny Tamborelli. No. Damn. (laughs) For some reason, I really thought that that's what was going on. But yeah, she... She had said in, like, some interviews that she enjoyed doing the movies because, like, at the beginning she was taller than all of them and, like, blah, blah, blah. And then puberty happens and then, like, she's getting all this male attention. Yeah. Like, yeah, I made out with some of them and blah, blah, I think blah. she said, like, five of them or something. Yeah. <laughs> and when they were doing D2. But, yeah. And then there's, like, a scene where they're looking at a Sports Illustrated that they find in, like, an alley. Yeah. And the Hawks players come and take it from them. And say, you wouldn't even know what to do with it, wuss breath. Yeah, which (laughs) is hilarious. And also, it's a sports illustrator. I don't even think it was a swimsuit edition, was it? I mean, there was a centerfold or something in it. Okay. But it was obviously supposed to be Playboy. Right. Like, if this was the original script, it was probably a Playboy. Right, something like that. That that's when Fulton like shows up and just yeah. like he's just like lurking in, the, <laughs> in this alleyway apparently. Yeah, he reminded me of like um, sloth in the Goonies. Yeah, kind <laughs> of. I get that. I, I like when Bombay meets him. Yeah, <laughs> like he breaks their window, and Bombay's like, "Oh, that was a hockey puck." I think like he just realizes it was a hockey puck that was hit through that. He's like, do another shot. And rather than shoot into like 
the alley. He has him <laughs> hit another window. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And also, that was two shots. Yeah. He was two for two, where normally he's one for five with his accuracy. One for, but what about a coach? I'm one for every five. <laughs> like, like he's so nervous later on when he has to take a <laughs> shot. <I'm> yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, so, so dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> like, that part's just ridiculous to me. I mean, there's so many things that are ridiculous, but that whole thing. The fact that everyone is afraid of his shot is so stupid. <laughs> I like that the beginning of the movie. So when he basically he gets arrested for a DUI, his punishment is that he has to do this community service where he's coaching. Yeah. And he his license is suspended and they give him a driver. Right. And it's this guy played by MC Ganey, who okay. I noticed from Lost. <laughs> okay. But the driver is like there the whole time. He's yeah. like one of the team guys. <laughs> he's like the assistant coach and he, he's there at the end after Bombay quits his job. Yeah. <laughs> or gets fired, whatever you want to call it. And at like, the beginning he's driving like a town car basically but yeah. then they switch it to a van which is what yeah. Fulton busts out the windows of. Yeah. No, the driver was one of my favorite parts. Like <laughs> He's there for the whole thing. I'm like, he's dedicated yeah. to Bombay. He had his own jersey, right? Yeah. Uh, he was great. I just like that he's still there after he quits the job. It's like, uh, well, we're in it together now. So let's talk about your favorite scene while you were rewatching this. So I probably... Let me see if this is the same scene. Let me let me give you five scenes that I liked. And five? I, You're going to steal them all. No, I'm going to give you five, and I want you to tell me what... If any of these is your favorite scene, I'll tell you which of them is my favorite. These are the ones that I think are the best scenes from it. Charlie doing the triple deke at the end for the shootout. Uh, Goldberg doing his goalie training. Fulton Reed getting his slap shot in the game and everyone diving out of the way after he was very nervous a second ago. Uh, the egg training scene where they learn to push the eggs. And then the time they do the flying V. I think those are great. So those are your favorites? Those are my, those would be the top five that stand out most to me. Okay. Probably my favorites were also the one with the eggs instead of pucks, because that's also the same scene where they tie Goldberg to the goal so he can get over his fear of getting hit. And I would definitely, I guess I'd combine that as one scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then I liked, this is kind of two different scenes, but I'm going to combine them when they're at school and they are giving Charlie a hard time and they all get into a fight. And the principal says, what do you have to say for yourselves? And they go, quack, 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 quack. And then when Bombay shows up later and they're all in detention, writing on the chalkboard that they will not quack at the principal. Bombay yeah, I, asks, I like that. Bombay asks, did you really quack at the principal? <laughs> that is a solid one. I, I like how he's the one that comes into school for them, <laughs> not yeah. their parents. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember why he did that. I guess it was because it was right after he quit his job, so he wanted to see them. Right. like So he didn't know that they were going to be in detention? Right. No, he's yeah. like shocked that they're in detention. Yeah. So he's just showing up to a school yeah. to like see kids that he doesn't <laughs> have like parental care over and is not their coach of. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just like, come on in, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that would work now. Yep, nope, I don't think so. 
So the Charlie Triple Deke scene is at the end. The movie starts, like we said, with Gordon Bombay as a kid failing to, to score uh, during a penalty shot. His coach is devastated. Now, he's like, if you miss this, you're letting me down. You're letting the team down. Yeah. Real. <laughs> they're setting up him being a dick real early. This is bullshit for a couple reasons. One, Bombay actually has a pretty good shot. It just hits off the crossbar. Yeah. And two, they didn't lose there. Like, they was tied. They go into overtime. So mm. they lost later. Yeah, it was a chance to go ahead and win. I don't think that they implied that because after he misses the shot, he just like collapses on the ice right. and sits there. Because for some reason, every penalty shot in this game happens with zero seconds left <laughs> on the clock, which no. like <laughs> There's such a insane circumstance for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> so like they go they go into overtime because he he says something about it later like yeah, and then we end up going on to lose that game mm. uh it, but it's you're right it's brushed aside and briefly brought on <laughs> they uh, make it seem like he lost the game right which makes you think then think then if he lost it like if he would have made that then they just would be tied if they were losing like, yeah so they still wouldn't win it's it's ridiculous <laughs> uh <clears throat> And of course, the movie is bookended then with Charlie getting to go. Uh, it's like a break. Charlie's on a breakaway and the kid trips him up from behind, which he gets a penalty shot. And like, you can have anyone take it, coach. And he's like, Charlie, remember that move I taught you? Which again goes back to when. <laughs> when? When did you teach him? And Charlie does the triple deke. One, two, three. Boom. Scores. Hooray. (laughs) Charlie's mom is overly excited. It's a good ending to the movie. It couldn't end any other way, which goes back to how predictable the movie is. Yes. There's no (laughs) way it would be like one, two, three. Oh, off the crop. Well, I guess he could have done like the same thing Bombay did. But then Bombay's like, it's okay, kid. Yeah. It's just a game. (laughs) But it wasn't going to do that. Right. They've got to beat the evil coach. Yeah. Win, 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 (laughs) win. Uh, uh, I like when uh, Bombay tried to do that chant with his team at the very beginning. Oh, yeah. And they're like, no. (laughs) What are we doing? What are you doing? What do they 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 chant something before quack, don't they? Or is it they just when they finally get a chant going, it's just quack. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the training scene. So they finally get ice time on a real rink, which when Bombay first goes to like meet the team, he just meets them at like some random ass frozen pond that he has his driver drive on top of. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I know when the ice is too thick or thin. Like, dude, you didn't even like go out on it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Charlie's mom gets mad about that and asks how he knows. And he's like, I just know. Right. So <laughs> like, he's so in tune with hockey that he knows the thickness of the ice. But he has, <laughs> like, he hasn't played hockey. I feel like it's implied that he didn't play hockey after that moment. No, he doesn't play ever again. He doesn't step foot on the ice until Hans gives him skates. Which, let's go over the reasons why this is bullshit. <laughs> One, he he probably had, like, other games, like, the next season. I assume his parents would make him play. Well, his dad died. You're right. I forgot about that. So I think that was... That it. was the reason. He's yeah. just done. 
Um, all right. So when they go to the hockey game, they go to the Minnesota North Stars game versus yep. the Winnipeg Jets, both of which teams relocated within <laughs> like two years. Yeah. And Mike Madano, and I forget who the other hockey player is that's there, but it's Mike Madano and... Um, I have it. Basil McRae. Okay, yeah. Mike Madano and Basil McRae are there. And I forget which one of them says it, but they're like, oh, man. Yeah, Gordon Bombay was like the real deal back, you know, <laughs> back in like peewee leagues and all this stuff. Like, he was a real thing. Like, so Bombay played with them is what it's assumed to be, but like... When they were little, until right. they quit. Right. These kids are like 10, 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of thinking 12. Yeah. I'm just basing this off of D2 is two years later and they're in the Goodwill games. And then D3 is a year after that and they're freshmen in high school. Mm. So freshman high school, three years after. So I figure they're 11, okay. maybe 12. <laughs> I'm thinking this. I'm think, I've thought this through here. You're thinking this through way more than they did. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> So they're saying that, like, Mike Madonna remembers this 11-year-old kid that he played against who didn't ever, who never played again. <laughs> he remembers that kid, like, very well to the point that he can remember his name and, like, has a connection with him still. He can be like, hey, Mike Madonna, can I bring my team out here? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I remember some people that I swam with back then. Right, I haven't you, seen since. Like, if they were, like, famous swimmers, would you be able to go and be like, hey, you're going to get me free seats oh, into yeah. this swim meet? No. <laughs> no, like, that's what Bombay is able to snag, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Duckworth bought them all the stuff, which doesn't seem like something he's willing to spend money on. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, about this training, <laughs> I digress. How many practices do you think they actually had? Um. So there's the one on the... Pond. If you want to call that a practice. That's where he just stands watching them. Yeah. There's the one after the game where they get destroyed by the Hawks mm -hmm. and he teaches them to cheat. Right. <laughs> so again, still not a real practice. <laughs> then there's the one with the eggs. Okay. And... That's all we see. Then... Oh yeah. Nope. I think that's all. Yeah. So I assume they have one more practice at some point because like or when Gordon takes over, they're like 0 and 9. Yep. So cl clearly their last coach just quit midseason. <laughs> it's like these kids suck. They only have like three games with Bombay as coach. One of them, they lose the Hawks. One of them, they lose cheating. Right. Yep. One of them, they tie and then they win the one. So they had four games with them. Total in the whole thing? No, no, no. Before the playoffs. Oh, okay. So, yeah, they have the lose, lose, tie, win. <laughs> they get in because one team had to forfeit. They get in the playoffs because one team had to forfeit every game because of, like, the mumps or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't I remember, remember what that exists, now. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another team that had only won one game, and they had to play them, like, the last game of the season and beat them. And they do. And so... Every team except the la the bottom two teams make it in the playoffs. <laughs> so they make it in. <laughs> There's no other, like, practices that we see. I assume maybe they practice once a week between the stuff. I mean, I think they kind of count when they go to the NHL rink as a practice, when they're, like, skating on the big rink. Yeah. But the, the egg training one and Goldberg training one is definitely supposed to be seen as like a montage with how they film it and show it. 
but it's just one practice. It's not like an extended time. Yeah. It's like, oh man, we're doing this. <laughs> Great. And Goldberg learning to play goalie by just getting hit by pucks. And realizing it doesn't hurt when he's wearing all the equipment. Yeah. Well, it probably hurt. Before. When, yeah. Because he was using like magazines as pads. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I do like that scene. And I guess I like the school one a lot too. It's like Gordon Bombay is just the most ridiculous person they could have had for this. Look, think about his trajectory. Peewee hockey player loses one game. Presumably, <laughs> it seems like the team was like always undefeated. Loses one game and decides to quit forever. Yeah. Well, they have that banner that's hanging up at the Hawks <laughs> practice rink that is just the one second place banner. All of the other ones are champions. Champions, champions, champions. <laughs> second place finish, champions. <laughs> that was a little heavy handed. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, you've won everyone for the last 30 years. <laughs> Which brings me to this. It's like been 20, I think, because it's like 72 is the one. I think it's 1972 is the year they do second okay. place. So it's like 20 years later. So Bombay's like 31. And he's, he's doing pretty good for himself. <laughs> he's doing much better in terms of his job, I guess, than, than, than some people are at 31. Yeah. I mean, he's already a hotshot lawyer who doesn't lose. Yeah, doesn't lose, except for the one time, but that doesn't count. Yeah, he didn't count it. Because he scored with the the clerk or something. Oh. Bombay's an asshole. He's misogynistic. He's a drunk. Uh, he gets a DUI, which... That's the only time they show him drinking, though, right? Right, but I feel like it's implied. Mm. Or maybe I was reading that that's what the original was going to be. Is he's oh, really maybe. an alcoholic, kind of yeah. like Tom Hanks was in A League of Their Own or stuff like that. Um, so he coaches his team for four games. And after those four games, decides he's going to go try out for minor league hockey. <laughs> this is without him ever actually playing a game of hockey again. Yep. <laughs> he hasn't played in 20 years, and he's like, I'm the real deal. I'm going to go. But he makes it, right? Uh, in D2? Yeah, he, in, yeah, D2 happens like two years later, and he's almost there. He He's a, he's going to get called up to the show. He's going to get called up to NHL. Yeah, because he's playing minor league hockey, and then he gets injured. Yes, in D2, he gets injured by uh, the dentist. I forget his Oh, yeah. He, Henrik, maybe his name is? No. I don't know. Is that the coach from Iceland? Yeah. Isn't that the guy that hurt him? I don't remember. Either way, they... He has a knee injury. Yeah. I know that he hits his knee, takes his knee out, and that stops him from playing. So Coach Wolf Stanson. Wolf. That's right. Wolf Stanson. I know why I thought Henrik is Henrik Stenson is a golfer. <laughs> Wolf Stanson. So he gets injured, can't play. Gets asked to be the coach of Team USA for the Junior Goodwill Games with four games of coaching under his belt. More than that, because that's the four Plus the from, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Let's say three three playoff games. He brought a team that was zero and nine to win the championship. Okay. <laughs> okay. But he's coached seven games. <laughs> and they and they want a team of kids that were like over <laughs> fucking nine to be representing Team USA. Like we just need a few people to fill this out. Ah, uh, D two. <laughs> So ridiculous. We'll get to that eventually. Yeah. God, D2. So ridiculous. In the meantime, he's flirting hard with Charlie's mom. Casey. Casey. <laughs> and my favorite part, I think this might be my favorite part of the movie, 
is when he and Casey are on the date and they're like, she's talking about like finding a place oh. to live or whatever. And he's like, I'd like to be in that. Or just, just like, I feel like I'm in a prison sometimes or something like that. I forget what it is. Well, there's this like big building that is at this winter festival. And she's like, I picked out that as my window and I gave Charlie that one not that long ago. And then Gordon is like, which window can I have? Yeah. It's like, I'm like, dude, you're just asking her on the first date yeah. like, when you can move in with them. Like, <laughs> pump the fucking brakes. I mean, that's basically her reaction. Yeah. Which, good for them for making that her reaction. Yeah. Like, she's like, that's your window right there. And how bad does Charlie have, like, father issues? He needs a father figure very badly. Yeah, he does. I think Gordon, out of nowhere, just asks Charlie what happened to his dad. Yeah. <laughs> Without even any context. It's like they it. get out of the car and Gordon's like, so what happened to your dad? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I don't know why Charlie takes to him so quickly. Like, he's a dick to everyone. Yeah. And Charlie's like, this would be a good father figure for me. Yeah. But Charlie says that he and his mom left his dad. Yeah. So... So I guess he he needs another abusive, fi- <laughs> like messed up figure in his life. The uh, the Mighty Ducks team name. <laughs> At first they're just like Area Five or District, District five. five, yeah, yeah. which is like the Hunger Games sort of <laughs> some shit. And for me, I'm like, man, how did they draw these lines for it where this team is so bad every year? <laughs> like, are parents just moving their kids? Like, we got to be in the right spot for this. I know that Minnesota is basically Canada, and so hockey is important. <laughs> I but. mean, they drew District 5 so that it was like the quote-unquote ghetto. Right. It's like they're the team from Hardball, but you've probably never seen Hardball, <laughs> nope. have you? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good, it makes me cry every time. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so everybody wants to live in the district where the Hawks play. <sighs> What? That's how they get Banks is because he actually doesn't. Yeah, which the Ducksworth is, I assume, the senior partner at the at the law firm. Yep. Whatever. And he's the one who helps out Emilio at the beginning, helps out Gordon Bombay at the beginning. Yeah, basically forces him to do this community service while making him cut ties with the company while he so he can focus on that and yeah. getting himself together. Yeah, because he doesn't want it to look bad on the company. Yeah. Uh, but he does help get him out of jail, it seems like. So, yeah. you know, uh, rather than jail time, he has this. Bombay comes to him later with, like, request. He's trying to be a better person now, and he needs some money for rink time and equipment and all this stuff. And they go the on a spending spree. Yeah, they have zero things. And he doesn't want to do it. They're like, we'll name the team after you. And so they call him the Mighty Ducks, <laughs> which... Well, first just the ducks. Yeah. And then they're like, we're the ducks. The mighty ducks. Yeah. Quack, (laughs) quack, quack, quack. It's funny to me that an actual NHL team was named that because of this. Yeah. (laughs) Because Disney owned the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Yep. Now they're like the Los Angeles Ducks of Anaheim. It's... (laughs) Yeah. They changed the name from the Mighty Ducks to just the ducks, but... Got it. The kids need to be convinced that the Ducks is a good name. And so Bombay is like, have you ever seen a duck in a fight? Of course not. 
because if you mess with a duck, you get all of the ducks. <laughs> I don't remember that line at all. And I just rewatched this last night. <laughs> and yeah, the kids are like, they don't even have teeth. Neither do hockey players. <laughs> I remember that line. I don't remember the first one. Yeah, neither do hockey. That was a good one. Uh, so they get the money from Ducksworth and they get to go to Hans's shop. Hans was like Bombay's mentor. Yeah. The the real Hans apparently was an asshole. Like the person that he's based off of was like this guy that ran a shop in uh, Culver City that like the writer said was like, you could go in and say, Hans, I think I broke or I don't remember his actual name. <laughs> I think <laughs> I broke my Hans. leg. Okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Hans, I think I broke my leg. He's like, oh, sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> this Hans would not have done that. No. He was very <laughs> kind and it makes no sense that he's not in D2. Yeah, he was like a sage. Yeah. He's not in D2. No, his brother is. Oh. Because Hans is like back home visiting family or some shit. That's right. And I'm like, but his brother's not? (laughs) That's why I didn't recognize him. I just assumed that in D2 it was Hans and that they recast it. Or something? Jan? Jan. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is the guy that I was picturing. Yeah. No, okay, no, no. so now now I'm up to speed. Now it makes more sense. I for just you. I just thought that they like recast him. Nope. They just <laughs> were like, no, Hans is in in Deutschland or wherever they're <laughs> fucking from, like uh, Netherlands or some yeah. shit. Scandinavia yeah. somewhere. <laughs> so he goes back. <laughs> Ridiculous. Hans basically, yeah, he's the, the sage that Gordon goes to and gets all his advice and you know, he's He's the voice of, I would say, I guess, reason and morality for for Bombay when he's not sure what to do. Yeah. Well, he shows up at the first game that Gordon coaches where they're playing the Hawks yeah. and sees them like, or Gordon yelling at the kids. And when Gordon is like, why didn't you say anything? He basically says, that's why, like, you were yelling at the kids. Like, what was I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> but he gives him some ice skates and... That's enough to convince Gordon to put him on and go to the pond and skate. And then we flash to like a sepia toned memory where he's remembering practicing hockey while his dad watches. That's how you always knew things were flashbacks in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Like just the, that sepia tone, just it's there. There's like some soft music. So I thought that the dad. Like when they were doing that memory, I thought he was gonna like have a heart attack on the ice. Does oh. that happen in like D two, or is, or am I just making that up? I don't remember that at all. Okay, because I was thinking that they were gonna show how he actually died. They never say. Yeah, no, they don't. I don't know. I don't think it matters. You just need to have the. Yeah, I was just wondering if I was father. mixing that up with something that they end up showing in D two, but no, I might have just made it up in my head. It's funny that Hans has, like, his skates sharpened and the right size and all this stuff. Where he's like, I knew you'd be coming. Fuck, this guy is a genius. He gives him a size nine and a half, and Gordon's like, I'm actually a nine. (laughs) (laughs) And he tells him to just put on more socks. Put on another pair of socks. That seems small to me. He's got little feet. (laughs) I don't know. what's, What's the average shoe size? I don't know for guys. I don't know. I wear 14s. <laughs> I know they're large. My dad wears 11s. I feel like 10 or 11 is probably right. So maybe he's got a little line. <laughs> yeah. Han, I wish that Han was more involved in the like training of the players. I feel like that would have been a better like role for him, like come in and help. 
because uh, doesn't Jan help in the second one? Yeah, he's like very involved. Yeah. Yeah. But Hans, like, mm, no, he's he's more hands off. He's he just sage advice. So. By the way, one of the things that Hans says is, "You probably thought I was dead." To this day, he is alive. He is ninety years old. That is helpful, and also relates back to one of the lines from D Four: "The Quack is back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which again. We'll finish up with that in a minute. <laughs> I want to talk about Adam Banks for a minute. Because we talked already about his where he lives and all of that. There's only really one scene in the movie where he does anything on the ice where you're like, oh yeah, he is better than all these people. <laughs> and it's like one scene where he skates in between like two people and then scores a goal. And other than that, like, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing that you see you're like... Man, this kid's so good. I think that's because of the fact that none of the kids could actually skate. So there wasn't a lot of footage they could show. <laughs> yeah. It, that that scene that's ridiculous. The scene where Tammy and Tommy score a goal because of like <laughs> distract the other team with figure skating. They do that in D2 as well. Yeah, which is bullshit too. <laughs> uh, D2 also has somebody hog tie an opponent, okay? <laughs> this is hockey. <laughs> Ugh. Is that the cowboy? Yeah. And that's when Bombay like walks in after he like didn't go to the game. This isn't <laughs> hockey. This is blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Uh, that's ridiculous. Fulton Reed scaring everyone out of the way with his slap shot is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> including the goalie. Like, everyone just dives down, and that's how they score. That also happens in D2 with the knuckle puck. They don't get out of the way, though. They don't? No, no one can just stop the knuckle puck. Oh. It's knuckle puck time. <laughs> How many kids tried that? I know I did it. Everyone tried that. You put the puck <laughs> up on its side. <laughs> That's such a ridiculous thing that became like popular for a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you see any like hockey game between kids in the 90s, you know that they're going to reference yeah. knuckle puck. It's ridiculous. But D2 is actually the only movie where Adam Banks doesn't have to choose what team he's on. Oh. He has to pick in this one, Hawks or Ducks. D2 he's on Team USA. D3 he has to choose between JV and Varsity, which that's not how that works. They tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the guy who plays Banks, he just looks like a rich kid, doesn't he? Yeah, he definitely does. I mean, he looks like a quiet rich kid, though. He doesn't yeah. look like... Snobby, uh, pretentious, yeah. like smarmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he does. He looks like the quiet rich guy that doesn't know what's going on. Like, I'm just here to do what my dad told me to do. I've been going over this kind of the whole time, but what nits do you have to pick with this movie in particular? What are the things that, like, you watch and you're like, you were bothered by it? So there's uh, one main thing. Okay. And I think it's in their first game against... The Hawks, uh-huh. where they're, you know, going, what's it called at the beginning of face the game? Face-off. Face-off. Okay. So they're going to the face-off, and the Hawks are like, oh, it's the Oreo line, where it was the two black kids with a white kid what? in the I middle. Didn't catch that. <laughs> and I was like, that's racist. And then, later on, I think in the last game, I have it written down, and uh-huh. I wrote it in big letters, in the championship game, yeah. when they're trying to beat the Hawks again, Bombay says, 
Oreo line and sends them to do the face-off. And I was like, okay, so now Bombay is condoning this racism. <laughs> okay, I did not catch that at all. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, it's in there twice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But that's when they do the flying V and Jesse scores. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> so that was my main nitpick gripe with this. And probably also one of the most problematic things about this movie. Yeah. Uh, that definitely wouldn't fly now. No. <laughs> if they were to make that. I don't think that Bombay getting a DUI now and then just getting slapped on the wrist of the community service, that would not... No, they wouldn't even have a DUI in a kid's movie, I don't feel like. No, there wouldn't be things like the go play with yourself joke <laughs> uh, that I forget who says that one to him. It might be Guy. <laughs> because they have like that one. There's like a bunch of like your mom jokes like, oh, I'm going to go see your mom later jokes kind of in here. A lot of just like that stuff. I don't know if those would be in a kid's movie anymore. The swearing definitely probably wouldn't be in a kid's movie yeah, I mean, what was this rated? Let's see. I think for it to be PG-13, they would have to swear, like, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. The swear words that they had weren't that bad. They said ass and yeah. bitch and shit. Okay, so maybe there were a lot. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's it just, like, it seems like a product of its time. It seems like this is a movie from the 90s, and if they were to remake it today, it would be vastly different. It, it wouldn't be... It would be, they'd have to have like twists on it that weren't like, I feel like movies back then were just more straightforward. Yeah. Like, here's the formula. We're just going to do it. Because people were like, fuck it. We'll see it. (laughs) And even though they didn't think this one was going to be a success at all. No. And it doesn't have a good rating. It has 18% on Rotten Tomatoes and 46 on Metascore. But like it had two sequels. It had a TV show. Because it grossed like 50 million. Yeah. Its budget was like nine million. Ten million. Ten million, yeah. yeah. Grossed fifty. Like that's pretty good for not expecting anything to come of it. And like I don't know. My biggest gripe though is <laughs> just Gordon Bombay's coaching in general. That and that Charlie Conway is so determined to make him <laughs> his father. Like very determined. But that doesn't happen, right? In D two she's married to someone else, correct? I think so, because he ends up, like, going out with the woman coach of Iceland. That's right, yeah. Anyway, Gordon Bombay's coaching, that's my nit to pick with this. He doesn't coach them at all. He coaches them once. Uh, Other than that, he teaches them to cheat. (laughs) And despite this, Charlie still wants him to be, like, going out with his mom. (laughs) This guy who's, like, teaching him to cheat at everything because he apologized actually he had a really hard time apologizing he went over there to apologize and when he was like trying to say i'm sorry charlie's mom was like around the corner and said you're sorry and he's like i'm sorry yeah this is like the shittiest apology ever and charlie's like he's a redeemed man he shall date my mother yeah because charlie asked him like you want to stay for dinner right then yeah yeah, that's his answer after uh, he apologizes. Yeah, yeah. So that's my nit. Uh, like, I don't, I don't, I didn't like that. It, it seemed unnecessary too. Like, you don't have to have like the love interest part of this for this movie. No, it does nothing for it. 
No, I mean, it's definitely a movie for kids. Yeah. So it's And pointless. kids aren't going to care about that. And kids nothing, are probably going to fast forward past that. Nothing even comes of it either yeah. at the <laughs> end. Like, he goes away on the bus. She's there uh, to see him off. But... Yeah, because she's a helicopter mom to Charlie, and she's not going <laughs> to let him go down to the bus station by himself. Well, they do kiss at the bus station. Fair, but... <laughs> and then he's like, you're going to wait for me sort of thing? Like... Well, he tells the team, see you next season. We've got a title to defend. And clearly he doesn't come back. <laughs> he's not back till two years later when he gets them to join the Team USA. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this. Here's another nitpick. <laughs> the end of the movie. He's going to try out for minor league team. He's like 32. Yeah, some, something like that. Say it takes. Say he is really good, and it takes him a few years to get up to the NHL. Like, I don't know, two years. <laughs> so that means he's gonna be like thirty-four when he gets to the NHL. That means he might have a career of a few years, possibly, and that's if he's good enough to compete with people who have been training their whole lives, <laughs> playing their whole lives, are much younger, better shape, more athletic than him. I mean, even if he just makes it to one game. It's worth it for him. Whatever. <laughs> it's um, a kid's movie. It's uh, about well, chasing your dreams. Well, thankfully, Basil McRae gave him that tryout. <laughs> God. Should we talk about D4? Let's talk about D4. Two years ago, three years ago, maybe even. I think it was three. Yeah, I think it was three years ago. Three years ago, myself, my friend Ted, and my friend Mitch... We're drunk. <laughs> we were drinking and we were talking about the Mighty Ducks. Did this start at trivia or is this? No, started? we were just. Okay. I think we were just at the park pub. Okay. We were talking about the Mighty Ducks and we were talking about how great it would be if there would be a new Mighty Ducks movie. Let's get a new one out. And we came up with the name D4, The Quack is Back. <laughs> what we came up with is horrible. It is <laughs> just a bad premise. So you said that you did this while you were drunk, but this actually ends up like evolving over several times because I know you guys talked about it at trivia at least twice. Yeah, but I don't think we ever added anything to oh, it. Okay. Uh, the basic premise is that the same people who played the act, the kids, the actors will be them now as adults. Charlie will be a coach of a team. What we had it is that he had coached up in the minor leagues and was going to be like getting a, a spot in the NHL. Yeah. Um, but something happened and he like took the fall for something that Adam Banks did. <laughs> like Banks was like cheating in some some way, shape or form because Banks was going to make it. Banks oh, is going to be an NHL player. So you made Banks a bad guy. Yeah, we made Banks the bad guy in this. <laughs> uh, and so Banks ends up falling out of the game too and they both end up as coaches banks for the hawks and charlie for you know the ducks <laughs> connie is of course back and she is the love interest she has been divorced from guy <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she has a kid who is basically the new spazway <laughs> and he's way worse than charlie ever was though goldberg and julie the cat had a kid who is a goalie <laughs> clearly uh, and is like a super goalie and is the only good one on the team. <laughs> but you can only do so much with no defense, right? Uh, the Bash brothers entered into a civil union <laughs> and they adopted a child that they legally named the Enforcer. <laughs> K 
God, don't know where that one came from. But I like it. Basically, the whole premise is that Charlie has to coach up the team against Banks' team, and they have like their feud over what happens, and like neither of them wants to admit that they were at the fall. I can't remember what it was that we had them do. Like they got like but Charlie took the fall for something Banks did. Basically. You don't have this on your phone notes? No, no, I don't. <laughs> it's all in my brain notes. <laughs> but anyway, they're struggling and like all this stuff. And Charlie goes back to the the, the skate shop and he's looking around and uh, just like looking at all the old stuff in there. And somebody comes out and is like, are you lost, buddy? Because it's like, <laughs> why not? It's a fucking movie. And he's like, oh... No, just looking at all this stuff. Does Hans still work here? And then they say the line, oh, Hans is long dead. That's the only thing I remember about this whole thing. Yeah. Hans, Hans is, is long, long dead. dead. <laughs> and the guy comes out of the shadows and it's Gordon fucking Bombay. And Emilio steps out and he's like, Charlie, my boy. And you know, they have their, oh my God, Gordon. And... He goes through and they remind him of all the stuff from the past. And, you know, Charlie's renewed and he's going to go teach the kids and do all this. And Bombay helps out. <laughs> and then Charlie is, you know, he he's developing a relationship with Connie over this time. Because, you know, why not? Yeah. And he's you know, <laughs> connecting with the kid. And in the end, it comes down to, of course, a penalty shot. Actually, we didn't do a penalty shot. We had a shootout because fuck <laughs> penalty shots. So it's a shootout and it's the last shot uh, and he puts in Connie's kid and he does the quadruple deke, not the triple deke. And Banks tells the goalie to look out for the triple deke. It was oh. Charlie's signature move. And he teaches him the quadruple deke and he goes one, two, three. And then the goalie's ready for it. He goes four and he gets it and he scores. And oh man, the goosebumps come out then. Uh, and then Banks and Charlie uh, reconcile. At the end, I think. Nice. So if there are any uh, movie producers out there, get in touch with Drew and you can make this happen. I mean, especially if you have a connection to hiring Emilio Estevez, Joshua Jackson. Yeah. Really, if you just like the name D4, the quack is back. That's the best part of all of it. <laughs> I think it's the only good it's part the of all of it. I can't think of what else the name would be. I mean, the names are just D1. Or just the Mighty Ducks, D2, the Mighty Ducks, D3, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is better than that. <laughs> True. I forgot that the third one was just called D3, the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. All right. Um, any last thoughts on the Mighty Ducks? How was it watching it now as an adult? It was basically what I remembered as I was watching it. It wasn't great. I had a really hard time with figuring out who the kids were, like yeah. their names and stuff. I just kept writing kid, kid, another kid. And I think that was less important to me when I was a kid, right. who they actually were. I just like knew, oh, that's the fat one. That's the one who has glasses. And now as an adult, I need a little bit more direction from the movie <laughs> i feel like kids all knew goldberg because like yeah. there's a like, goldberg when everyone screams because like i remember anytime someone would fart as a kid you were like goldberg <laughs> yeah. that sort of thing yeah that you knew a... goldberg you knew averman usually and yeah. then charlie and banks and connie I feel and like. connie and I'll, i'm gonna say this the camera focuses like 
reaction shots on Connie a lot. And you feel like she's going to be a bigger part of the movie. Yeah. Based on, like, even when they first introduced the team, like, she's the one that's talking and stuff at the beginning, all this stuff. And, like, during games, it, like, cut to her a lot. I don't remember her even skating, really. Right. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> she's not a big part of it. Yeah. And are they the only team that has girls on that? They might be. I didn't notice any girls on any of the other teams. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so there was that, like, not knowing who the kids were, not knowing who the mom was, what her actual name was, and just in general, the stuff that I don't think would be in the same movie today, like the Oreo line yeah. and the DUI and stuff like that. I didn't remember the DUI stuff at all. No. I didn't remember him being a lawyer. I didn't remember how he came to coach the yeah. Ducks. I thought he was just coaching a shitty team and like, they <laughs> turned it around. That was the extent. <laughs> I knew that he had to like show up somehow, but I just couldn't remember what that reasoning was. Yeah. But how about you? I liked rewatching it. It's a good bad sports movie like that's that's what it is it's a good bad sports movie they all are uh they're fun to watch and fun to like criticize things especially if you're just watching with other people like what that's stupid that's ridiculous why did they think that would be smart i always liked watching the movies as a kid because i i don't know i just loved playing hockey and i think the movie appealed a lot to like kids in hockey cities like yeah and it, it didn't have that kind of impact here because we don't have hockey. Yeah. We have like the minor league hockey team, the Could Thunderbirds. Could Bombay was trying out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I played a little bit of hockey, but it definitely wasn't the same. It was just street hockey. But should we rate? Yeah, let's rate it. With all that said, I think that this is probably the second best Mighty Ducks movie. The third one's the worst. D2 is the best, even if I have so many issues with it. Yeah. Uh, we agree uh, on this. Yeah. D2 is the best, even if it's the worst. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would probably give this one three ducks fly together out of five. So I agree. D2 is the best of these. It's way more fun than this one. This one does have some like fun stuff, like when they're trying to teach Fulton how to skate. Yeah. But they do that same thing so much better in D2. Yeah, with the kid who like can't stop yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. so much better there. So much better. So, agreed. I think that D2 is better. This one did have some good stuff, and I think it was enjoyable enough. I watched the whole thing straight through, so that was actually kind of surprising because I didn't think I was going to do that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I was going to take a break, but, you know, Emilio Estevez, I thought he did a pretty good job. I have a hard time seeing other people that you mentioned in yeah. the same role, but I think they could have done a little bit better. I think they could have put in more surprises. They could have done a better job of introducing the kids, that kind of thing. So I'm going to give this one two and a half eggs out of five. All right. We didn't really talk about the eggs that much, but. <laughs> I mean, it's just one scene where they're shooting eggs back and forth. Yeah. Cradling mm. it, like accepting the egg yeah. so that they're not breaking it. Yeah. Last thing I have to say with the Mighty Ducks is if you have not uh, done this before and you are interested in the Mighty Ducks trilogy there's a great oral history by Time magazine oh. uh, you can find it online just 
a lot of interviews and stuff with the actors, writers, producers, Disney people, all this stuff. It's really interesting to look at and read. Um, I would take a look at that. Uh, but that's it for the Mighty Ducks for us, our first movie. Yep. And we'll do these every five episodes. So yeah. on the episode numbers that are divisible by five, because this is episode 20. So yeah. episode 25 will be another movie. Makes it easy for us to remember when it'll be that. <laughs> yeah. Numbers hard. As long as I can remember what episode we're right. on each time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so next week we are going to talk about Daria from MTV, which they're actually doing a reboot of. Of course they are. <laughs> every show. Every single show. We, oh, wait, do you know that there's a reboot being talked of? Or there is, Van? And there is? It is? God. They just announced it like two weeks ago. <laughs> but. I mean, you can tell me after we're done, but I need to know who is going to be Daria. I don't know if they have decided any of that. Okay. I'm pretty sure they haven't because they literally just announced it. That they were going to start it. Okay. But yeah, so I'll post the episodes that we're going to talk about on our social media, which is TFGIF Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, Facebook too, but I haven't really been doing that there. So focus on the other two. They're easier to maintain. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, if you are watching us, watching us, if you are listening, to us on anywhere give us a give us a rating give us a review any of those things they're helpful yep and you know if you like us tell a friend that we are are good good. (laughs) something (laughs) don't do it like that though yeah (laughs) sell it a little bit better than we sell it (laughs) sell it sell us better than we can sell ourselves yes (laughs) it's illegal to sell yourself i think (laughs) anyway until next friday Bye. bye